Welcome to Yara's Grow the Future podcast. Yara is the global leader in crop nutrition knowledge and a producer of quality fertilizer products. Grow the future with Yara. Hello and welcome. I'm Ken Rundle and it's horse owners I'm thinking about this time. With me is Philip Cosgrave, Yara's country grassland specialist. Philip, horses and ponies are owned by all kinds of folk from the highly professional to the passionate because they're all passionate amateur. So not all are experts in grazing management, which of course you know because you get a steady stream of inquiries from them. It's an important issue. It is. We get we get a continuous um, number of inquiries about um, from horse owners about managing um, paddocks, um, whether that's during the summer months or over the over the winter months. But yeah, there's there's a there's a lot of people out there who have horses and they're looking to. Um, I suppose, provide enough grass for those horses um, during those grazing months. And, and also, by managing correctly, they can they can provide some grazing during the winter months as well. And we've all seen some pretty bare paddocks. We have, and, and it's, it's very difficult. Probably, um, of all, if you consider horses versus cattle versus sheep, it's probably harder to manage uh, grass for horses than either of the other two species. Um, because... Yeah, horses are selective grazers, so you'll, you know, I suppose typical is you'll have one part of the paddock and it'll be eaten down to the to the clay, um, and then another part of the paddock then will be will be rough, and generally that's where the the animals will will dung as well. Um, but it's how can you, you know, I suppose we call those paddocks sometimes, you know, that they're horse sick, but that's not really a, the, the correct term to be using for them. And I think if, you know, we can take some simple steps to to, to uh, correct that anyway, to provide, you know, palatable grass for those horses during um, the grazing months. So what should they should be thinking about in, in general terms? Well, the first thing is, is, you know, we need to start from the ground up. So it's what you can see is what we need to check first. And I guess it starts with, um, with soil fertility. Um, and there may be a kind of an ad hoc um, type approach to, to managing soil fertility with with on on paddocks that are being grazed by horses but yeah we, we would we would recommend firstly that a, a soil test would be taken um, one soil test um, from every five to ten acres down to um, you know 10 centimeters and and taking maybe 20 to 25 individual cores to make up that one soil sample so that's the that's the starting point to see where we are and then from that then we work from there. Yara, of course, could help with that uh, analysis. Uh, but what you're looking for there are the basic nutrients in the soil. Yes, we're, you're, you're looking for I suppose, the, the, the levels of soil phosphorus, which is P, um, and soil potassium, which is K. And they're the two main nutrients. But then we're also looking at soil pH, Ken, and that's obviously going to drive um, the availability of those nutrients and other nutrients that I haven't managed, like the trace elements that are important for for um, the health of, of, of horses. So that's P and K. Now, they're often closely linked with N, nitrogen, which obviously encourages growth. And there are products available which provide all the N, P and K that are required. I suppose when you look at nitrogen, generally horses... Um, regardless, well, whether it's, you know, uh, on a stocking rate of maybe um, one horse per hectare up to uh, maybe two to two and a half horses per, per hectare. So two and a half horses per hectare is the equivalent of one horse per acre. Um, but you generally wouldn't require any more nitrogen than um, 
than say 25 to 40 kgs of nitrogen during the grazing period um so it's 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 fitting then on the back of your soil analysis then this will determine i suppose the type of product that you need to apply so in a scenario ken where um where soil phosphorus and potassium is good it's at adequate level well then we will be looking at, at using a product like um, yara mila extra grass so that has contains nitrogen it contains a little bit of phosphorus and a little bit of um, potassium and a little bit of sulfur and i suppose basically in, in, a, in a way i suppose grazing um horses don't have a um don't remove much phosphorus and potassium from graze paddocks so you just need a little bit to keep that soil fertility topped up every year so you're looking for if you were using yara meal extra grass where it's just a matter of maintaining soil fertility and also then getting the amount of nitrogen that's required we're looking at somewhere between 35 kgs of this product per acre to somewhere like 60 kgs of this product per acre so depending on you know the number of the stocking rates or the amount of grass that you require this is what this is the kind of the rates 35 to 60 kilos of that product per acre so we will be looking to be applying the first half of that um in that kind of in this may period maybe early may and then um you know the second half of that then in 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 kind of late june early july and it's possible if you're at the higher end of that if you're, so if you're applying around about 60 kgs of that product per acre well then it may be worthwhile splitting that up again into a third application um, so you're continually applying the nitrogen so you're um you're so you have a, a constant supply of, of of grass during that grazing period and in a case where a lot of horses are being kept on a, a piece of land maybe rented from a farmer or whatever it might be presumably the horse owners can work together on this one rather than trying to do everything individually because we're dealing with fairly small quantities in some of the paddocks that's a, a really good point, Ken, and that if, you know, if there are a number of horse owners there that are, you know, that, you know, why don't they share that, you know, take the soil analysis, um, you know, together. And then there's probably a good chance that it'll all require the same, you know, um, level of, of P and K if it's kind of, if it's been, if it's been, um, you know, been grazed by horses um, and it hasn't received any other types of fertilizer over the last number of years, then it's more likely then that it will, that it, you know the one product will will be will be okay but that is um very worthwhile and it's also just on that point um ken that if you know having other animals grazing with your horses is is, is seen as a positive for both um you know parasites um, and kind of reducing the parasite burden on horses but it's also easier to graze and um, to manage grass um, when you have got either sheep or cattle also grazing with those horses now, I suppose I didn't mention, I suppose, in that previous question you'd ask, Ken, about, you know, if you're in a situation where you've got low P and K, where you need to actually build the soil P and K up. Um, in that scenario, we have a product called Paddock Royale. So Yara Mila Paddock Royale. And we're looking at a, 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 an application rate of between 80 kgs and 130 kgs of that product per acre. So that has a higher levels of phosphorus and potassium in it and also sulfur. And there's also trace elements in that product, too. So that would be a product that can be applied um, and it, has, it, it, it can be applied in, in two to three applications during the year. But it's a good way of, of, of still getting the same amount of nitrogen, but getting that extra P and K to build soil fertility because your desirable grasses or the desirable species in your, in your graze paddocks 
um, require good soil fertility. And that's where we see where a lot of those, where there's poor soil fertility, those productive grasses and palatable grasses die off. And this is where your unpalatable and, and um, unpalatable weeds then start taking con um, control. If you're just in a situation where um, you've got high P and K fertility, so there's no requirement for any phosphorus or potassium, then we would recommend um, a nitrogen only product. So calcium ammonium nitrate um, at between 35 and 60 kgs per acre. Are there any safety issues we need to consider here? I mean, normally cattle and sheep farmers would spread fertilizer on fields that they'd moved stock away from that were free of stock. Now, that's not necessarily always easy with horse paddocks and fields. Uh, are there issues to think about? What we don't want to see is what can be very dangerous for horses if um, there are spillages of fertilizer, say, in a part of the field where the fertilizer spreader is being filled. That, that is the most dangerous, I suppose, aspect of, you know, horses and fertilizer is that, that problem, you know, where you've spilled fertilizer and they, 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 they're then, um, they, they may consume some of it in that part. If you've the fertilizer spread, we would recommend that the horses were removed from the paddock beforehand and then left off the paddock for around about five to seven days um, before being reintroduced um, back into the paddock and that can be that can be a challenge especially if you don't have a, a paddock um you know you've asked someone to, you, you don't have any other space available and maybe this is where a, a, a part of that paddock could be fenced off um, a small part of the paddock could be fenced off um, and the horse could be left in that for that period and maybe it could be supplemented with some hay um during that time frame but we'd like to leave that kind of five to seven day period of between applying the fertilizers and when the horses are are reintroduced into that paddock we've concentrated on feeding the soil and the grass so far but there are one or two other things you want to think about or you think that owners should consider or discuss with the appropriate people in terms of grassland or the management of that particular paddock well, I think if it's a soil fertility and, you know, getting the basics right, um, you know, you'll find on both the Yara UK website and the Yara IE website, you know, there's a, an agronomy email address there. And please feel free to, um, for if, if anyone has any questions, to to send an email to us. Um, all of the area managers um, for Yara in both the UK and Ireland, including myself, were fax qualified. So we're we're fit to give um, qualified to give this advice to horse owners, um, but I suppose uh, you know following on from that the fertility side of it, soil fertility side of it is you know just good grassland management. It's it's you know whether it's cattle or whether it's sheep, you know good grassland management applies. We would we would look, you know we would like to see you know instead of horses being given um, a set area um, to graze you know, all year round that, you know, horse owners would look at maybe dividing those, that area into smaller um, areas and rotationally grazing horses, because you'll find that if you graze all your, if you have horses giving access to all your grazing um, area at the one time, you will grow less grass in that scenario versus even, even um, putting a fence up and dividing it in half. So basically you're allowing one half of the paddock to recover while the other half is being grazed. And that can, you know, help actually, um, I suppose, make grass more palatable. But it can uh, reduce that problem with 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 these with these rough areas and also these lawns where lawn areas where the where I suppose the the the, the animals find that that area is the most palatable and they keep grazing that area. So, 
Um, that is, I suppose, a way of, of, of breaking that down. Also, chain harrowing in the wintertime, you know, removing, spreading out dung, the, the, the droppings over the, over the area. So that's good to do in the autumn time after you've removed horses. Um, and aeration and as well. Aeration. aeration. Yeah, and, and, and that's, I suppose, and horses have a, are quite um, hard on, on, on paddocks in that, um, especially if they're running up and down on them, and that they create a lot of, you know, surface compaction. And in that case, it's worthwhile, you know, either have buying an aerator, an aerator or a shallow aerator or um, getting someone in to aerate that. And even to do half of the area and see, does that make a difference? Because what you're looking for is you're looking to get, you know, air back into that um, top couple of inches. So to sum up, Philip, what, what do you think are the key points that horse owners should remember over and above the fact that Yara is available for, for a consultation if uh, anybody wants to? The first thing is to to assess what what you're doing. Look up available information on the internet. There's some really good um, publications out there. And um, for those in Ireland, Chagas have a very good um, manual on, on managing grassland for horses. But it's you know, starting at the, at the at the at the basics, looking at the soils, and then working upwards from that. So it's creating, I suppose, good good soil fertility, the right soil pH, and then looking at at, at how you can actually improve if you know by by putting on fertilizers at the correct timings and um, providing that grass, but then actually utilizing that grass effectively during the winter, during the, the, the grazing months. And possibly by, by um, you know, closing off paddocks, certain paddocks earlier on in the, in the autumn time, you can build grass on those particular paddocks so that when grass stops growing in, in October, end of October, November time, then horses then can be given access to those paddocks that have been closed off earlier on and then can be grazed successfully then on, on that um, over the winter months. And this is where maybe you would use, you would split the paddock up into smaller areas so that a portion of the paddock would be given um, for every um, day or two. And then that's how you would utilize that grass in the, in the, in the winter time. So it's very much, you know, a, a a root and branch look at how you're managing that grass and um, because you know that grass you're relying on that grass to provide the nutrition for your your either working horses or um horses that are are um pregnant horses or, or lactating um mares so it's important that the, what they're eating is um fulfilling all those requirements Thank you, Philip Cosgrave. I'm sure that'll be of use to a whole host of different horse and pony keepers and probably their parents too. And that's all for this time. My name's Ken Rundle and I'll be back with another podcast in a couple of weeks' time. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to Yara's Grow the Future podcast. For more information, visit yara.co.uk or yara.ie.